Hi, everybody. Day before the midpoint of the season for the Cleveland Browns against the Arizona Cardinals, Sean Watson back for the Browns for better or for worse. Uh, we'll take you through the talking points for tomorrow's game against the Arizona Cardinals. This is the Believe in Brits podcast. Go! The way it should be, I guess. I think after the trade on uh, midweek with Donovan Peoples Jones, I should probably stop playing that intro. We've got Chubb and DPJ out of that now. Not to mention the fact that Jim Donovan is uh, is otherwise indisposed for the year. So, uh, yeah, maybe I should start looking at changing that intro. Anyway, welcome everybody to the Believe in Bricks podcast, the uh, the eve of the Arizona Cardinals game week. Is it week nine? I think it might be week. Yeah, it's week nine. Yeah, exactly the midpoint of the NFL season. Whilst European eyes might be on the Chiefs and the Dolphins in my second home, Frankfurt and mine, we are indeed talking about all things Cleveland and Arizona with me today because we just can't seem to have the full trio on for scheduling reasons abound. Today with me is Awain Jones. Awain, how you doing, mate? Long time no see. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Um yeah, looking forward to talking Browns today and then looking forward to watching them tomorrow. Well, that's uh, that said with an unerring uh, confidence there. I don't think I quite share it. This has all the uh, all the trappings of a trap game. Um, the Arizona Cardinals, let's just go through a few uh, interesting bits about them. So they're one and seven, of which, yeah, you start licking your lips there. Um, they are... Awful in the passing game, um, 30th overall in terms of passing yards um, with 196.6. They are fourth best on the ground, though, with 137.8, but you feel like that's out of necessity. Uh, they're starting Clayton Tune, according to Adam Schefter with ESPN. Um, he only about five minutes ago at time of recording, it's now half one in the afternoon in the UK on Saturday. Um, according to Adam Schefter, Tune is likely to start. They're looking to give uh, Murray an extra week's worth of rest before going at it for the rest of the season. Dobbs, of course, was traded to the Vikings in midweek. Um, so, you know, the passing game is going to be non-existent. So they're going to want to lean on their ground game and James Conner. Um, you know, the realistically the only stats of no to wine here is you know the rushing yards per game and also the sacks as well you know they've got 24 sacks which is ninth best in the league of which actually might help them because Deshaun Watson is back um limited participant throughout most of the week full participant at the end of the week he was not given an injury designation um, of which means that he will start. We're still unsure as to who will be QB2, actually, as to whether or not it will be uh, DTR or PJ Walker, which is probably a good thing to know, considering as to how the Colts game went um, when Deshaun Watson came back prematurely. 
Um, but, you know, you look at that, the injury report for the Browns in terms of who's off, there's two players off. I know Greg Newsom's one. I can't think of who the other one is off the top of my head. Um, but, you know, you look at that, you look at everything else. I mean, IT is it could be a trap game, but like you say, Owen, and, you know, I'll, I'll let you touch on it a bit more and what you think is the most important thing to note this week. You know, it is actually really exciting and a chance to go five and three on the year. Yeah, and I think, you know, good teams will take care of, of this type of performance. And, um, you know, if we want to be a team of note this year, if we want to get to the playoffs, if we want to do something in the playoffs, you can't be losing games like this. Um, I know Dallas is the one the one win on Arizona's record, which is kind of notable to say that you can't really write them off. Um, but, you know, a one in seven team starting a rookie, a QB, um, the defense should be licking their chops at that. And then obviously, <clears throat> like you said, Watson returning. Um, I, I don't even think he has to be all that good tomorrow. I think he just needs to be tidy. He needs to not give the ball away. And then as long as that happens, the Browns should win comfortably. Um, whether he can do that or not, um, I'm not sure. Obviously, last time we saw him, it was quite the opposite. He was looked like he was trying to give the ball away every time he touched it. So, um We'll see yeah. how that goes, but um, yeah, that's 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 why I'm excited, really, because the season pins on Deshaun Watson. Um, he's back tomorrow. We get to see him for the first time, hopefully healthier than he was last time, and uh, we get to see if he can start to get into rhythm again to carry us into what's going to be a crucial stretch of games over the next few weeks. Yeah, do you see this? I mean. No disrespect to Arizona or anything like that. I still expect a tough game, um, regardless. You know, Baltimore were given a tough game. Uh, Arizona have also created tough games down the stretch as well. You know, Seattle only won by 10. Cincy by a couple of touchdowns, but that was late. You know, they had, you know, they've beaten Dallas as well on the way. Obviously, the QB situation there does sort of give you a little bit more breathing room as well. Do you see this as, you know, we're still unsure on Watson, but if there was a game to bleed him in before the before the AFC North stretch of games, you know, you've got Baltimore and Pittsburgh coming up. You know, this is the opportune time to see as to how that shoulder actually is instead of going up against that Ravens defence uh, next week. Yeah, I think that would have played quite heavily into the decision-making process when it came to Watson and, and playing this week. I think it would have been naive for them to, to chuck him out there without practicing or or playing in in over a month um in a crucial game against a tough team next week i think that would have been that would have been a tough situation for the team to be in it would have been a tough situation for watson to be in so i think to do it this way um how they're going to do it this week and and playing them in a game that they should win regardless really of how watson plays as long as he doesn't you know actively play badly um they should they should win no guarantees uh, yeah, no, no guarantees folks um <laughs> but yeah it should be a game where he can sort of boost his confidence in his shoulder he should be able to boost his confidence in in the way he can play because you know again last time we saw him play he played really poorly um but it it, it could also go the other way you know there's no guarantees like you said he plays well um but you would rather him go and, and test some things tomorrow than go into that Ravens game, you know, in a similar fashion to to how we went into the last Ravens game and then be in a real mess there. So, 
yeah, hopefully go swimmingly tomorrow. Um, and and he can get some confidence going into these two crucial division games. Yeah, um, it, it, it's crazy actually when you see this on the uh, when you see this on the calendar on the schedule at the start of the year, you kind of dismiss the game almost. Uh, and especially with the records and the way that that's worked out, and when you consider, you know, the rookie QB of it all, et cetera, et cetera, you can, you know, you can you can laver on the optimism and everything else. But this is actually a really important game. Um, you know, you've got the QB situation first of all ourselves and getting Watson back up to scratch, as you say, before uh, the Ravens and the Steelers. Um, you know, but then you look at the actual playoff Im- implications as well. You know, these are games you cannot afford to lose. You know, it's not, it's a pressure cooker situation. Um, you need to be able to keep the, you know, you need to keep that momentum going because the AFC North is just a juggernaut at the moment. You know, it's going to be a case of you probably need 11 wins if you're going to, you know, come out as, you know, top three in uh, the AFC North and given a wild card spot. It seems very competitive. And to do that, these are the games that you need to win. Um, the Browns probably can only afford two more losses, um, you know, two to three at most, and can't burn one here. Um, you know, you, so you start looking at it from that perspective. I think that um, I saw a playoff projection model this morning of which said that the Browns had a 50% chance of being in the playoffs if they won today, but 34% if they lost. Um, so... That just shows you the swing. I think only the Bengals have got a bigger swing in terms of their win-loss and the way that that messes up their playoff uh, chances as well. So, you know, it's a big week for the AFC North in uh, in that rate. Just um, a couple of – Spencer, first of all, cheers for your messages, mate. Uh, nice to see you back and uh, keeping me honest. Um, James Conner is injured, yes, that's right. He can't return until week 10. Um, that was a blunder by me. Um and just this little note as well from you in terms of can't sh- not sure we can judge him based on the Colts game. The last time he played was against Tennessee, and it was the best he's played in the Browns jersey. Noted, but since then, you know, since then he can't seemingly throw with any zip. And the time where he did say that he could come out and play, he put that on. You're only as good as the last time you dressed. So, you know, you can't you can't dismiss it. And I think I want you to back me up there. You know, you can't dismiss as to what's there, especially when we still don't know what his shoulder is actually like. Yeah, I think the most concerning thing to me about those, you know, five snaps or whatever it was, wasn't the fact that he couldn't put a, a lot of zip on it. It was the decision-making process. You know, yeah. we've, we've talked at length um, since he's been a Brown about how how much time he wants to throw um, you know, he wants to hold on to the ball and before throwing it. And, you know, that got him into trouble that game. He can't afford to do that now, especially with, mm. with his shoulder being the way it is. Um, he can't afford to try and play superhero ball where he's, you know, risking even more hits, he's risking more sacks. Like he's gonna have to get into the to the process of you know, finding his first, second read, yeah. and, just the and ball. he can't. He can't do that here either. You know, Arizona are good against the quarterback. Twenty-four sacks this season. You know, they're they're top half in terms of getting to the QB. So, you know, it's it's definitely a concern there. Um, you know, whether, whether or not he was rushed back, 
is a question mark, but he he has that in his arsenal where he takes too long to to throw the ball, as you say, Owen. And then, you know, seven out of ten times he throws to his first read anyway. He's one of the uh, you know he's one of the most prominent QBs at throwing to his first read. Yeah, so that that's kind of concern. That's more of a concern to me than than the shoulder. Um, I said that after the Colts game that it was his decision making and how long he took to make yeah. those decisions that was more concerning to me than his shoulder, especially on that that um, sort of corner out to to Goodwin that he got picked off. Um, to me, it wasn't so much that he'd underthrown the ball. He did underthrow the ball, but it was more that if he was like a second or so quicker on his read, second or so quicker to throw the ball. Goodwin would probably had a touchdown even with that lack of zip. So, yeah. Um, that's what concerns me about tomorrow. But, you know, they're coming up against a secondary that's legitimately terrible. Um, yeah. You know, the corners, you probably couldn't name them. I can only name one of them because he was of interest to me in, in a draft a couple of years ago in, in Garrett Williams. Um, but mm. he, coming off a pretty serious injury last year and and coming into the NFL as a rookie this year. So um, the only one that really concerns you is Buda Buda Baker um, when it comes to defending against the pass. So, yeah, as long as he's just getting the ball out quicker and and being more decisive, and maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was the lack of quick decision-making was because he was unsure of his shoulder, um, potentially. Um, But we just can't afford to see that tomorrow. And I think if he does show that tomorrow, it, it puts us in risk of of him being injured for those two critical games coming up. And like you say, you can't they, they can't afford to take tomorrow lightly because they lose mm-hmm. tomorrow. You go into the biggest two game stretch of the season coming up. Oh, uh, and the, the, the sky tomorrow. falls. The sky yeah, falls the tomorrow. Over. To... Yeah, if they, if they lose the next three, the season's over, and then. You know, it, it becomes it becomes an almighty mess after that. So they have to start. I mean, you know what this fan base is like, anyway. Wine. We lose tomorrow, the sky falls, and yeah, yeah. Th- th- there's no way to pick yourself up. The sky's been falling in wins. Like the last time yeah. we won a game, there were still calls for the for Stefanski to get fired. So, like, <laughs> that was exacerbated by a defeat last week and the way the defeat came. If they yeah. then go and lay an egg tomorrow against the worst team in the NFL, that's only going to yeah. get a lot worse. And then, obviously, if they lose tomorrow, you couldn't see them then beating the Ravens and the Steelers back-to-back as well. So they have to start this three-game stretch off on a positive tomorrow. Um, I expect them to. I expect them to do it quite comfortably, and so would the the bookmakers. Um, and they're never usually that wrong. I know I'm tempting faith a little bit. <laughs> um, I was gonna say I've won against the bookies a few times this year. Yeah, but it's not it's not usually ten points. Um is it's it not 10? usually a ten point swing. It's I think the line at the minute is at nine point five, so you need a ten point swing um okay. from what the bookies expect to happen. So yeah, I sorry, I've I've yet to put on my um put on my handicap Aki for the uh, for the week. I've I've been I've not yet won one this season from one leg each week. And oh, what was it last week? What's what, what did me last week? It was the Chiefs did me last week. That's right. Um, that and Philly didn't quite cover what I put down. 
Um, yeah, but uh, I've been quite right for the re- for the rest of it there. Um, most people got done over by the Steelers on Thursday. I know that much. Uh, people yeah, expected. I, I uh, yeah. By the way, uh, I've forgotten. I've forgotten to do my pickums the last two weeks, which has probably killed my whole season. But um. <laughs> Now, I was going to raise this yeah. because it seemed very unlike you to be underneath me, of which yeah. I took great pride in. Yeah. Um, I think that you're only about four points behind. You might even be less than that, actually. I'm trying to bring it up now in, a, in, in true Pickham's website style. Uh, uh, here we go. It's finally loaded. So I, I've been on a tear. I'm like 390th overall now. It's uh, quite something. Uh, let's see. A wine. You have 74 and I've got That's 79 because it does automatically pick the most popular, I believe, if you're leaving blank. Yeah, I think so. So I did pick yeah. up a few points, but completely forgot about it the last two weeks. So I'm back on the train this week and hopefully, hopefully start to pick up some some points again. Um yeah, big shout out to a regular listener listener on the show as well. Uh, Mark Bartel, you are currently top of the leaderboard of 81. I'm coming for you though. I'm only two points behind you again now. It's uh, it's been a long time coming, but uh, the comeback is indeed on. Oliver is uh, just behind on eighty. Uh, would have been on the would have been leading actually had you had picked the uh, Steelers. Uh, and I've got Scott behind me, one point behind me, and then there's quite the gap because you're not on the. On the Browns one, but it looks of it a wine that goes from seventy-eight to seventy between fourth and fifth. So the battle is quite quite tense at the top. I quite like that. Um, I tell you what, let's um, because realistically, I think that we know what we're looking at in terms of um, it, you know, in terms of the offense, defense, etc. It's just a case of getting it done and getting it done cleanly without the turnovers. You know, win the turnover battle, but keep the turnover battle quite low. I'd I'd be very very happy winning the turnover battle one nil. I don't care as long as it was like a nil or a one in our column, and a one two three, however many in the in the other column. I don't mind. I just want a nice boring win. When was the last time we had a nice boring win? Yeah, you'd have to go back quite a while. Like yeah. Spencer saying, it's worth a few quid. S minus nine point five. I I would not. Would not say the same. I, I don't. I can't remember the last time we were like really that comfortable. So if I was going to put anything, any Titans? money on the line, as in not the one just gone, like playoff year Titans. Yeah, Titans would was the one I was thinking of. But even then, like towards the end of the second nah. half, we started playing like prevent defense, the classic Joe Woods, and it yeah. started to to swing back the other way. But yeah, yeah. Bengals. Apologies, Spencer. Yeah, week one Bengals. That that one. I mean, that was our kickoff party. That still just feels like a like an alcohol adult dream. Um, I, I wouldn't say the Titans one this year was necessarily uh, all, all all that much of a runaway. To be honest with you, Spencer, I still definitely felt like they could come back towards the end of that one. But uh, maybe that's just uh, maybe that's just. Uh, that was that was my first day in Japan, so maybe I was just a little jet lagged. <laughs> Who knows? Um, Owen, uh, what is your prediction, score prediction for this one? Uh, it's a really it's really tough in it to to put a prediction on on what our offense is going to put up tomorrow. I feel quite comfortable that our defense is going to be uh, pretty strong. 
All right, I tell you what. Let me give you let, let me give you some hypotheticals, right? Because you're basically saying it depends on Watson's shoulder, right? Yeah. So let's say that Watson is able to operate comfortably enough that it, you, you couldn't tell that he had an issue. If that so was he was just coming time. back off an injury, right? You know, but no, no discernible notice of. If the that was the case, I would I wouldn't expect him to play a full game. Like weirdly, I wouldn't mm. expect them to play a full game. I think if we were relatively comfortable going into the fourth quarter, I think they'd probably sit them and maybe put DTR in. Um, so, so if I, you're saying if we're like 20, 20 ish points up, like yeah. halfway through the third, for example, we'd yeah, do what I we did against the Titans essentially. Yeah, I think that's that's when we start to, to take Watson out and then put DTR in. So I think I'm going to go for 24 points to 10. And I okay. think it was 10 points coming garbage time. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, okay. In that situation, I'm going to say 31 17. Um, just because I still think that they'll find a way on the ground. Um, we seem to be uh, taking a lot of hits um, on defense at the moment. And as a rushing team, they're able to uh, take advantage of a little bit of that. Um, one at the start, and then, like you say, garbage time, then afterwards. Now, let's say that Watson was not quite Colts bad, but let's say that he's prone to the to the odd twinge in the shoulder. I'd still expect us to win in that scenario, but I would probably go down to, like, maybe 18, 14, because, you know, if he's, if he's not far off the Colts, then... The Cardinals may get some short field, so <laughs> um, I'd expect them to put up a couple more points. Um, but I'd still expect us to win either way. I think. Yeah, so I, I think that we're both just laughing at Spencer putting thirty-four-six for the if uh, Watson's comfortable and thirty-four-nine if he's not. Um, I'm not quite sure as to how we continue to put thirty-four in both situations, but uh, yeah, I, I just have this um, feeling that DTR comes in and is um, all of a sudden totally fine um in uh, in that fi- final quarter scenario but uh yeah fantastic uh i tell you what things we um touched on pickums just to finish it off i'll give you a few of the closer games this week so there's a few meaty games this week and we'll get uh we'll, we'll, we'll both put our opinions on it let me just grab that up so the frankfurt game uh dolphins at chiefs at uh, the deutsche bank park I tell you what, that's got the makings of a really good game, isn't it? I think it really does. Is that that would be an early kickoff for us, right? The same uh, as two thirty. Yeah. Okay, that's that's nice. I like I like I like it when we've got like. So I tend to go to bed normally like midway through the second lot, the second slate. Yeah. So about about half ten, eleven yeah, o'clock. Half ten, eleven. Yeah. But like this. When the clocks go back for us, that gives us an extra hour of football. And then when you add in like an early kickoff as well, oh, it's, uh, just... it it it's uh, gone now. That was last oh, week. Gone. There was only one. Yeah, week. yeah. So it's oh, um two thirty six and nines. Devastated, but still. Yeah, still, well, I was going to put that PSA out there because yeah. I knew that someone would forget. We still have an extra game in there, so can't complain too much. Um, I take the Dolphins in this one. I think Mahomes. Yeah. Starting to be so, some questions about him, which is going to be an interesting, interesting to see some a response from him. Um, but I think the Dolphins are really strong, and I just think they get it done. 
Yeah, both both obviously licking wounds. Um, I've gone with the Chiefs just because I think that they, um, uh, you know, you see a response in terms of losses. Um, we'll say like that. I, I think I said this with, with Sean when we were going through ours when there was London games. I think there's a ton of weight you have to put on um, how the teams prepare. I don't know when they've flown over to Germany this week, but um, we said, I think it was when the Ravens played... Um, the Titans. Ravens played the Titans, and I think the Ravens flew to London on a Monday and the Titans didn't get there till a Thursday. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, yeah, Ravens are going to smash them because I do think like the way teams... Both teams has... are well rehearsed, though. Both of these teams have done international games multiple mm. times. They've both won multiple times. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't worry too much. It, it's yeah. not like you've got a newcomer that goes, yeah, we're just going to treat it like a standard away game or the rest of it, because those are the teams, like you say, that usually lose. I remember when the Browns played the Vikings and Hugh Jackson said, yeah, we're going to fly out on the Friday. And we're like, what? No. You can't expect us to be anyway. No, no, no wonder we went flipping zero and sixteen back now. But um, yeah, I, I totally get where you come. I, I think that both were able to prep for that one, of which should still be a very interesting game. Um, Two thirty for that one. Um, I don't believe it's on uh, normal terrestrial television. I think that is Sky um, or Game Pass. Uh, next interesting one. I'm trying to find ones of which look a little juicy. Would you say Rams Packers is juicy? Yeah, I would. So here's an interesting one for you. Packers are the favourites of the bookies. 75% to pick the Rams. Yeah, that is quite interesting. Um, it's a really tough one to call because I've, I've seen the Rams play um, a couple of games this year and, and look really, really good. And then sometimes they look awful. Um, it's probably more on Stafford and the way he plays. When he plays really, really well, they look really good. And then, you know, when he plays average, then you can see the holes in that roster. Um, I would take the Rams, I'll be honest. I would take the Rams because I really don't So I I've, I put Rams on, but I'm on Stafford watch. Stafford is questionable, I think. Okay. So... Uh... Yeah, it's a case of just keeping an eye on that. Maybe. I think that's why the Packers' price yeah. is where it is. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say yeah. maybe the bookies know something that everyone else doesn't. Yeah. Um, we'll bypass Bucks, Texans. Commanders, Patriots is exactly 50-50 in the mid-off <laughs> of the week. Stink. I know, it's a complete mid-off, but it's one of those where you're like, it's, it's a, it's a toss-up. Just I've gone for the Patriots because I feel like they've got a bit yeah. of momentum, but plus, like touching on the commanders for a second, like they've had such a bad week in terms of like what they've done in the trade market for me. Like trading away Chase Young for a third round pick is just mind boggling. I don't know yeah, what's mad. what what's happening there with his health. Um like long term, maybe they don't really believe in in his knees or whatever, but like he's had a good season this year. They've traded away their other, you know, edge rusher in Montez. For a third, well. a third, another third. Like I can, I can sort of understand that one because 
like they would look like they were going to lose one of them. But like to mm. trade both of them for a third doesn't make much sense to me. And then to ask for a third for Brissette as well is exactly. And this is why um, when the trade deadline sort of came around and we saw that Chase Young was moving for a third, I then start thinking huh, a fifth might get this done here. You know, we we'd obviously heard that realistically they weren't shifting from a day two pick, but if you're selling if you're selling Chase Young for a third and you're basically being seen as sellers in the market, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really make much sense to me. By the way, just obviously we're speaking about the Bears trading Montez Sweat. Him mm-hmm. then going to the Bears. Yeah. And then saying basically, I'm not re-signing. After the, sorry, it wasn't even a third; it was a second that they gave up. Right. The yes. Yeah. And it was their own second as well, similar Oof. to what they did with um, the Steelers last year. And, with, and what he's already said that he's not signing. Basically, he said. I think he said something on the wrong, along the lines of like, "I'm an Atlanta boy. They were interested in trading for me, but then decided not to." I'm with the Bears now, and I won't be uh, making any contractual decisions until the end of the season because I'm focused on this season. So basically what that tells me is he's a Falcon in free agency. So that means last year the Bears burnt pick number 30, ended up being number 32 because the Dolphins forfeited their first round. The Bears gave up number 32 for Chase Claypool, who's not on the roster anymore. And then they're going to have given up pick 33 for Montez Sweat for literally, what, seven games when they have gone... For seven games, that doesn't matter because it's actually pulling you further away from a brilliant (laughs) draft class. Oh, if if I was a Bears fan, I would be seething at that general manager. Yeah. I mean, we know a thing or two about being seething at general managers, but, uh, you, you know, there have been some in recent memory with other teams that makes you think... Was it that bad? <laughs> I mean, the answer is yes, it was. But it also, was, was it that bad? <laughs> um, yeah. Let's go back to the original question. Yeah, Commanders uh, Patriots was the original question. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the Patriots <laughs> just because Bill Belichick against young QBs tends to be a mess. So, I'll yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm going to give you just the one more. Bills Bengals. Oh. It's at Bengals, if that helps. Again, tricky, isn't it? Because, like, yeah. the Bills have not been great this season. Bengals sort of done their usual start sloppy and then build up. I'm going to try and reverse jinx it and go Bengals and hope that, <laughs> that the jinx works. And, and the, Yeah, the so I've done the same. Um, two-thirds of people have also stuck stuck on the Bengals as well. I think they're feeling the momentum swing in that direction. The Bills are a little bit of a mess, um, you know, in that they get, they get it done, but they don't get it done cleanly, which will be interesting to see yeah. this week. Um, bit of a dead rubber of a flipping Monday game. Chargers, Jets, that's flipping annoying. Um, but it means more to be able to watch on the Sunday slate, of which is uh, good for us. And that's where we'll leave it for, for this week. So 
obviously a, a lot to look forward to. Big game. Don't think that just because it's Arizona on the uh, on the piece of paper that it's not a big game. I think that every game for the Browns at the moment is a big one, especially if the playoffs is the is the goal, um, and it absolutely is, especially with how the AFC North is uh, picking up. Don't forget to fill out your pickums if you're part of the leagues. A wine, that's a special warning to you as well. Although, take another week off, mate. Take, take another one off. I, I'd, I'd like to build that gap to you. Uh, I mean, very unfamiliar territory. Usually by this point, you're like 10 points ahead of me. But, uh, yeah, so um, that's it for us um, for the pre-show. The post-show will most likely be with Sean and a wine because I'm in London trying to get my US visa sorted out. Don't go to Cuba, guys, and then think you can go to America. It's a pain in the ass. It costs you twice as much and makes you go through a whole rigmarole. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. No matter where the cruise goes, just don't get that passport stamped. Um, so, yeah, Sean and Owen will take you through um, the results of it, hopefully with a Browns victory and a victory Monday. Um, and until then, go Browns. And you've been listening to the Believe in Brits podcast. <laughs>